You're listening to the Smoke Meat Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Pittman. Smoke Meat is brought to you today by Black Smoke Coffee at 2972 Macon Road here in Orchard Hill, Georgia. And Mark and Marie are such great people, uh, have such a great atmosphere at the place. You know, you walk in there, you feel like your family the first time you walk in and every time. I uh, go on in, have a good cup, get a good pastry, and nothing like it. Uh, very mission-oriented. They do a lot for the community. They support first responders wholeheartedly because they've both been there. They know what we go through, and they, they've always got a good ear. So everybody go and check them out. That's going to be Black Smoke Coffee at 2972 Macon Road in Orchard Hill, Georgia. There's so many great things coming up on Smoked Meat. We are redoing a lot of things. You may have seen our new logo. I love it. Uh, thanks a lot, Anthony, for helping me out with that. I came up with an idea, and he tweaked it and hit it straight out of the park. Such a great guy. Uh, we've also started a Patreon. Y'all know I hate asking for money, but I've got some things that I'm really wanting to do and some things that are going to cost a little bit, so, hey, every little bit helps. Now, tonight, we have got such an amazing guest. It floored me the first time I talked to him, and... I'm just, I'm still floored that I get to talk to him again today. Uh, this young man has been in a lot of great stuff. Uh, you may know him as Lim from The Shield. You may know him as Kozik from Sons of Anarchy. Or you may know him as Luca from the hit TV series SWAT. That's right, tonight we have Mr. Kenny Johnson. Uh, such a great guy. Enjoyed talking to him. So that's enough of me. I want y'all to kick back, relax. And enjoy here on Smoked Meat. Hey, so how are you doing today, Kenny? I'm good, brother. Sitting out here in the rain in L.A. We don't get it that often, so I, I really uh, got to enjoy it while it's here, you know? <laughs> oh, man, that's weird. Rain in L.A. and sunny in Georgia. You, it's the other way around, usually. I'm, yeah, we can go for like a year with no rain out here, man. So, like a huge storm came down from San Fran and then uh, hit us. In the middle of the night, and it's supposed to like clear out, like maybe in about. Well, it's actually supposed to be gone now, but it's still raining. So, I love it. LA needs it. California needs it. So here we are. Oh yeah, so we are. Something about a good rain, man. Just feels like it cleans everything. Totally, totally, man. I mean, I grew up in Vermont, so we had all four seasons. And LA is definitely uh, night and day from what I experienced in Vermont. And I know Georgia's got a lot of seasons too. Right? Well, I mean, kind of. We have November 8th and summer, <laughs> it feels like. <laughs> but yeah, winter's been getting colder, so yeah, I just hate snow, but it's all yeah, good. So, so maybe you know, when it, when is Stranger Things coming out? Because that film's down there in Georgia. That film's in the town that I live in. I can take you to the trailer park where all the trailers are covered with ivy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I can take you to all the filming spots here. It's it's pretty cool to actually film in my town. They film a lot there then, right? Because I've seen uh, other shows and movies where actually they use the same quarry, and, and I seem to see a lot of, yeah, similar spots. So that's a popular town to film in. Yeah, and Georgia's got so many tax breaks right now for filming. I mean, you can't go anywhere without seeing the, or the yellow and blue black signs. Right. And, uh, That's crazy. When when we first moved up here from Augusta, uh, we moved moved to Fayetteville, and I decided I wasn't getting back into medicine, 
So I actually went to cook at Nick and Norman's in Sonoya. You know, Norman right. Reedus has a restaurant with Greg Nicotero there, and we could actually throw a rock and hit the Alexandria set. So, uh, that's so funny. That's yeah. so funny. That was so So cool. he opened, what did he open? A uh, cafe up there? Yeah, it's a nice little place. Has really good food, especially when I was cooking. So, but yeah. So you were like a, a chef, chef? Uh, kind of self-trained. Okay. Self-trained. I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of having to train myself a little bit differently now because you know, like we talked about, they got the high blood pressure and diabetes now, and I'm I'm doing a lot healthier stuff. I never did a lot of salt and never fried a lot, but I'm getting there. I'm I'm trying to right, do right, right, right. Trying to do healthy. And what really drives oh, me crazy is I just came up with a recipe. I call it Kentucky Fried Rice, which I'll cook the rice like normal before I fry it, and then I'll mix brown sugar in it, put it on my flat top and fry it like normal, and right before it's done, I'll get a really good bourbon and pour over it and light the bourbon where it kills the alcohol, but it sears it into the rice. A little yeah. bit of mushroom and a little bit of thin sliced steak, and it is amazing. And now I oh, man. really can't do the rice or the sugar, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, that southern food, man, is tasty, tasty, but you can pay the price sometimes because of what's in it, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, my 50th yeah. birthday is coming up, and my plans are to do a brisket for that. So I don't oh, need it, but oh, I'm going to do one. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Well, happy birthday coming up. When is your birthday? November 13th. Dang, that's close. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really want to have a party, and my wife and kids said, "Yeah, we're having one, whether you want it or not." So, yeah, is what it is. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I celebrate it, man. Fifty years is a, uh, you know, that, for whatever reason, a lot of my friends, uh, yeah, celebrate. Not that they do, but their their wives or families or whatever. Like the fiftieth is like a milestone for people, I guess. You know, they're like, that's a big deal. So, congrats. Yeah. Yeah, um, my friend of mine summed it up really well. He said, if I'd known I was going to live this long, I would have taken a lot better care of myself. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But if nothing no, else, it's I, been a fun ride. Definitely, definitely. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this this show is, is kind of one of my therapies that I do, you know, because, you, you know, I'm a paramedic, been one for 31 years, and this just kind of helps wash away all that nasty and I, I love doing right. this. That's so cool. That's so cool. And I, I mean, mean, yeah, it's a great medium to, you know, to get out. And, like, sometimes, you know, like in acting, it can be, ther ther for me, therapeutic. Like, a lot of things that you try to deal with in real life and everything like that, you know, I get to uh, then also, you know, create these characters and work through issues and things that parallel a lot of stuff that... Uh, you know, that, that have given me a, a really struggle and hard time in life. And uh, a acting is incredibly therapeutic. And at the same time, you're like really hopefully trying to share, you know, something or connect with the audience in some sort of way that they can understand, uh, you know, a very similar mutual energy going on with you that they're going through the same thing. And in some way, you hope that it's uh, healing in some kind of way. So, um that's cool that you do this. Yeah, I, I love doing it. And, you know, I've never monetized the show. I've had little sponsors here and there, people that I knew, 
you know, I had a, a candle company from actually out in California called uh, Four Points Trading Company. Uh-huh. And we found some of the candles here in their manly sense. They have, like, campfire, bourbon, things like that. So I contacted them. They sent me a big box of candles, so they were my sponsor for a good while. And I actually <laughs> just got another one for this show um, today, a place here in Griffin called Black Smoke Coffee. Uh-huh. And they support first responders wholeheartedly. They they love us, and they actually have classes about PTSD, and they don't just hold them for the responder; they hold them for the family too to help, you know, teach about that. And that is so awesome to me. I I love it. I did it for a can of coffee. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm be, be, I mean, obviously, being a first responder, you got you know, you guys are the, you know, I always talk about it with like SWAT or police or first responders or doctors. You know, you guys are the real deal that you know help save lives and put yourself out there kind of self selflessly to you know help number one save lives number two you know protect and keep a community safe for you know for us you know regular people to live in you know without knowing there's all these uh crazy things going on in the world you know and uh um you know you save lives you know we we just you know as actors go out there and you know, pretend to be these characters and, and, you know, hope to do something positive or good in our own, own light. But you guys are like the real deal. And uh, I, I have all the respect in the world, you know. Well, you know, one thing that I, I love about you, and this isn't me blowing smoke or fanboying out, is, you know, I, I remember watching In the Shield and everything. And you don't just get out there, okay, I've got the vest, I've got the gun, okay, I'm going to groucho walk because that's what everybody that has not, not really any training thinks it is. You squat down and walk, and it's not. You walk from the knees down. And mm-hmm. you, y'all pay so much attention to detail. I mean, the little things that nobody else would notice, but the people who have done it do. And that that's just such an honor that you take it that seriously. And I appreciate Yay. that a lot. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, I, I, I thank you. I mean, we had, we had a tech guy on the shield that was like, you know, really hard on, on us, but mostly me for whatever reason. Like, he picked me out, this guy, Jesse, and uh, you know, everything we would do technically, I mean, he would just be on me about what, what's right, what's wrong, what to do, what to adjust, this, that, and he watched every take. And I thought, man, what the F is wrong? You know, like, I grew up with weapons, and I kind of know how to shoot and handle them pretty well. But he just wanted me to look the way I should look on camera and the way that they would actually do it. So, you know, I went out and I trained with him, you know, like, off the set and on the set. But he definitely was there for the whole run through the shield. And that was something, uh, you know, that I took pride in. Plus, we're representing, even though we were, like, the strike team and we're doing things that were, like, you know, whatever you want to call it, but um, but yeah, I, I, every role I've ever done, I definitely have. You know, whether military training advisors, I go out, I shoot with them, I try to learn about the weapon, what to do, how to take it apart, how to clean it. You know, and you know, whatever you need to know to make it look right. And on the show right now that I'm doing SWAT, it's the same thing. We have a SWAT guy that was there most of his life, and now he retired and. Uh, He's our tech advisor, and everything is about pleasing him. You know, like, we act and we do what we do with the characters, but we all want to please Odie because we know he's the real guy. We know he represents what, what you know, what is out there. And so, you know, that's our whole thing is, like, everything about what we do 
is you know grilled into us like you know like you know for a week straight before shooting it'd be like eight hours a day every day and it'd be like grilling us through exercises like we're in boot camp and then you know every day that we shoot it's the same thing you know repetitiously like it lets us go over it but everything is to a milli inch with this or that what you know what you're doing right or wrong and he catches anything and he's still like a drill sergeant on the set you know five seasons in he watches us and he wants to get it right and so our show becomes about you know the acting and the emotional arcs, but it becomes about when we're when we swear off says we're going to do it right and we're going to do it to a T, and he's going to be there barking his ass off at us because that's just what he does to get the right performance out of us. So uh, I appreciate you noticing that, but at the same time, I've been lucky enough to get guys on the sets that take it that serious on their end. You know what I mean? So it, it just helps out for all of us on our end. Yeah, you know? and it's it's just awesome. Like I said, it means a lot when you look at somebody and they're doing it right. And, you know, I mean, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's just, it's a piece of you. You know, it just, to to me, you can act all day long, but if it's not a little piece of you in that acting, everybody knows it. Right. You know, just like yeah. this show, when, when I do it, I could get on here and use the radio voice and go, so, Kenny, tell me about your newest show. What's the new episode about? Right, right, right. I'll have people for three seconds because they'll know it's canned garbage. It's not me. But <laughs> it's just me talking. My, my biggest episode, my brother passed a couple of years ago, and I just sat down and talked for 45 minutes about my brother. The episode's called Andy, if you ever want to listen to it. And people respond to that. When you put yourself out there, they respond hard. Yeah, nah, yeah, I mean, there's nothing better than, yeah, re realism, I mean, there's nothing better than that, and, you know, I mean, I do that with uh, what I do in my acting, my characters, uh, I, again, I try to make everything as realistic as possible for me, like The Shield, you know, what did we do, we were these guys who, uh, you know, did things not by the book, and, you know, do, do the end, does the end justify the means, and can we go out there and catch a rapist who got away with something and then kill him on her own and say well you know what f this guy he was a piece of crap and we got rid of him and everyone's going to cheer us on and it's 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 okay and then once it starts happening a little too much and then we get rid of the wrong people that we think that was supposed to be the scumbag but then we find out he's not and we're like then we got to burn his body and ass and get rid of it you know i started reevaluating. i'm like okay who you know I understand who we're playing and what we're playing, but now I'm getting to the point to where, as a person, me, Kenny, I'm like, I can't ignore this. Like, how, how would I feel in real life if, if I was doing this, you know? Yeah. And it, it started eating away at me, you know? And, and all the things that we did wrong by effing up and getting rid of the wrong people and then having to hide the bodies. And, I, you know, I have nightmares about, you know, weird things personally, you know, like growing up where, you know, somehow I think I had murdered somebody and, and they're going to find out and they're going to find out. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, thank God it was a nightmare because, dude, I remember the guilt in my dream. And, and I'm thinking like, that would be the worst thing in the world. So I started thinking like, okay, well, you this is the way it would be in real life, you know? Yeah. So I remember just getting so into my character that I started getting like a stomach ulcer because I would do so much homework on my, my you know, on Lem. And I would write... Every every night I'd write 20 or 30 pages of a diary on my personal feelings of what was going on. And I wouldn't monitor myself. And I would, 
it was like really messing with me, you know. And then I remember the studio execs like seeing me on the weekends, going like, "Man, you look, you look like, you look like hell. You look like you're still in your character." I go, "Yeah, I think I am." I go, "Like, I, I can't get out of it, you know." And and uh, it was working on me. And then the creator realized that, and then wrote that into it, you know. Like Lem's now got a stomach ulcer because I was going through that. And then he takes tums and and you know. And so everything, you know, like he was uh, open enough to realize, like, okay, when I see something in a in an actor that's real and that's really part of him, I'm gonna try to use this to my advantage and 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 write that in as much as possible. So he did, and 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 for me, again, I've got to personalize everything and make it human in some sort of way. And if you don't, then see you're playing a caricature that I think is just a waste of time and energy and people's, you know, people's time. You know, like. If you're gonna do it, you gotta bring a piece of yourself, or or be able to relate to something in it where you can bring your personal feelings in it, and then play as much as you. But you're another character that has you know done or gone through things that maybe aren't you whatsoever. But if you could identify with it, and then you could like be honest about how would you actually feel if this really happened to you. Yeah, I, I try to use that as much as possible because otherwise it's like bullshit you know yeah i find it i find it bullshit and like you say like waste of uh people's time you know yeah yeah and one one neat thing about the shield you'll get a kick out of this uh one of my dress out songs is ball with the ball from when y'all were um yeah going to ride with terry <laughs> that's one of my Yo, dress yeah, out songs. Yeah. I've, I've got three of them i've got that i've got sabotage by the beastie boys and nice <laughs> pantera's version of mission impossible theme Oh, that's so badass. Yeah, oh, I, that's so badass. I, I used to listen to those whenever I'd be getting my gear ready and dressing out. And Man, that, the sabotage still just makes me vibrate to this day. I want to go kick a door in so bad. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, hell and, yeah. And just little things, you know, I know you were probably wasn't listening to that song when you were in the back of the van, you know, with your headphones in listening. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That, that gets me amped up and gets me ready to do what we need to do. You know, I haven't done that in a long time, and I really miss it. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because they did not play that song while we're in there. We had to pretend like we were listening to a song that was, you know, whatever. But they never told us that was going to be the song. So I always personally listen to music on my own. Mm -hmm. So that whole thing of the head bob, and that just happened to go with the music. Thank <laughs> God, because they didn't tell us, you know. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Now break my heart and tell me it was like Wayne Newton. Which, by the way, I've got Wayne on my playlist, but not for dressing up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Wayne Newton. Oh my God! Yes, I could see getting ready to go on a raid and listening to the Donka Shane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, oh yeah. man! Yeah, and another funny thing: uh, the first movie me and my wife ever went to um, was Blade, and I just found out like. 20 minutes ago, you were in the opening scene, and I sat and watched a video. I'm like, holy crap, really? Yeah. So That's funny. Yeah. You were on our first date with us. That's so cool, man. No, I, I love that. I was going to say, he's going to say Blade. Yep. Yep. And I love that. That was a fun, that was a fun, that was, yeah, that was a badass. Ended up being a badass little film that actually saved Marvel from going under because that was the last film they were making, and then they were going to go bankrupt, and that film did really well and um it saved marvel and then marvel obviously you know is Mar what it is right now which is crazy yeah yeah they actually film a lot of those um where i just moved from in fayetteville 
Oh, really? Yeah, okay. they film most of the Marvel movies over at Pinewood Studios. That's so funny. So, oh, yeah. man. But, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> and that was probably the only scene that she actually saw because when the blood started coming out of the sprinklers, she said, oh, shit, and covered her eyes and stayed and that covered way her the eyes. whole movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, That's her, so she doesn't do scary movies, and my kids talked her into going to see the new Halloween last weekend. And it was beautiful. I didn't get to go because I was at work, but... She watched it through their but fingers. You, you talked her into going? No, my kids did. I know better. I know I'm not going to get oh. her to go. Right, 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 and right. She was That's terrified, funny. but we we took had to go down to our old house last weekend and do some cleaning out, and we uh, stayed in a hotel. And a friend of mine has a movie quality Michael Myers costume and just loves the character. So he went upstairs and knocked on the door for my oldest daughter to answer, and it was beautiful. I posted the video on my Facebook wall. It was so great. Couldn't have worked out better. She's going to need so much therapy having me as her dad. <laughs> How old is she? She is 21. Oh, that's funny. Yep, she's 21, and my youngest daughter is 18. That's crazy. They, that's they're great. They're the love of my life. Yep. That's so great. But yeah. Now, now, as a dad, have you ever had any? Uh, did you go? Th- I mean, there's a lot of growing uh, spurts and things that happen inside of kids. Obviously, did you ever go through any like uh, tougher years? Like what age? What age was the toughest for you as a dad? Oddly enough, I really didn't have a lot of them. They've always been really close to us, and right. I'm happy that I didn't have the "I hate my parents" phase. But at the same time, I kind of feel cheated. <laughs> right. But, you know, I just, they've always just been really close to us. As a matter of fact, um, my oldest daughter was in college in Augusta while we were up here when COVID hit. And they basically canceled everything. So she came home and they're both with us now just because of COVID. And they're they're getting their lives going. And I know they're going to launch and it, it kind of hurts a little bit inside. But it, it's going to feel good, too, to see them do it. You know, get out and be their own people. And me look at them and know, hey, me and their mom made these. And there's, right, there's right, nothing right. like it. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my youngest one is me made over. I'm getting paid back so bad because I'm also a comedian. And, oh, she kills me. She kills me. She doesn't <laughs> laugh at my at my dad jokes. I told one the other night about a duck, um, about it wearing, wearing a duxedo. They didn't laugh, and then she said, yeah, it covered its butt quack and just started cackling. I'm like, really? Butt quack gets a laugh and a duxedo doesn't? I said, what if he's a duck detective? Crickets. Nothing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're killing me. She's out. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Funny, man. Um, but, yeah, you know, the name of the show is Smoked Meat. I can give you the quick story on why it's called Smoked Meat because it confuses everyone. And I've thought about changing it, but I can't do it. Uh, okay, go ahead. Six years ago, I had two strokes. And they didn't get me physically. I got really lucky, but it scrambled my eggs a lot. I have a stutter that comes back. Uh, I have days where I cry all day long. I have days where just inside of me just total rage all day, things like that. Just all kind of little ticks. And... I was at home for four months afterward because obviously I couldn't work. And I've got a friend who loves to hunt. I love hunting, but I couldn't even hunt. Right. And he doesn't like wild games, so he would kill a pig or a deer and call me and another friend of mine and say, come get it, you can have it. 
So we would go get it. And I got tired of making, you know, hamburger out of everything. So I learned how to make different sausages. I do andouille, brats, summer sausage, pepperoni, you name it. Uh, I do a venison pastrami that's amazing. Wow. And that helped get me through this. So I call the show Smoke Meat as kind of an homage to that. I'm actually doing the show I'm recording in my cook shack now. Oh, dude, that's so cool. Wow. Yeah, but that's why it's called Smoked Meat. Love that, bro. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Meanwhile, you're like stirring up some recipe right now. Oh, man, I'm I'm ready to get cooking again. I I cooked, like I said, I did the Kentucky Fried Rice, and I'll come down here on my flat top and do, like, breakfast for dinner for them and everything like that. But I'm ready for a big cook. I'm ready for the party because I'm going to come. I'll, I get off work at 9 o'clock that night before, and I'm going to just come straight home and start the brisket. So that's going to be interesting. That's going to be fun, though. Yep. That sounds dreamy to me, actually. Yeah, hey, all you got to do is come to Atlanta, man. You're fed anytime you come to Atlanta. That is a given. I'm about an hour <laughs> south. I just got to fly there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you will eventually film something here, I guarantee. Everybody's filming here. This is where they film Ozark at, well, right above me. Right, 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 right. But yeah, I've only filmed, yeah, one time in like 2015, I think I did one, uh, one, yeah, one th- one time. Yeah, one time. One time I, I flew there to do a press junket, I think. And then one time I did a movie with uh, Anthony Hopkins and um, Colin Farrell and, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and that was that was shot there too. So that was the only two times I've been there. Like I, I've not been there for an extended time, you know. And I know once I got on the outskirts of Atlanta, yeah, it was beautiful i mean like literally the outskirts is so gorgeous and i'm like man i, want, I, I just want to see more of georgia you know i really would i would love to see more of georgia yeah I, I was born and raised here and i, I love it i've left a time or two and it, it always sucks me right back in and we've kind of settled on what i'll call our forever home now you know we bought this place it's got almost 12 acres has my cook shack and it butts up to a big 12 acre lake which the owner of the lake gave us fishing rights so Wow. I'm, I'm happy. I'm in Dude. my peaceful place. Right, right, right. 12 acres is awesome, brother. I mean, do you, uh, do you, uh, um, do you got alligators out there, obviously? Uh, we've got some. We haven't got any in our pond here, but I mean, they're, they're in Georgia. But I yeah. haven't seen any out here. Yeah. I, I would I, probably wind up doing some jail time because I would have to just, I'd have to fight not to get me a gator. Yeah, yeah. Why you're not allowed to touch gators out there? Oh, you got to have a permit, and they do a drawing here in Georgia for them. So you you enter the drawing, and you may live in North Georgia, and you get selected for one of the counties in South Georgia. That's where you have to go kill your gator at. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. Okay. Okay. The one thing I hate is snakes, and we've got copperheads really bad this year because the cicadas were out, and copperheads. Right. That's like candy to copperheads. So we've had several of those. My wife actually missed getting bit by one by about an inch earlier this summer. Jesus, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was striking hard at her and it couldn't get to her. It was hung up in some netting we had put up around the garden. And right. She didn't notice it when she stepped over the netting, but when she got into the garden, she saw a big black snake and said, I know he's a good snake, so I'm not going to freak out. I'm just going to leave him alone and turn around to go out. And her thigh was about an inch away from one that had crawled up the netting and gotten hung up. 
Holy and crap. It was, it was trying hard to get her. And Holy crap, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't dig snakes. Nah. Yeah. yeah. No, not not like copperheads or... Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah. Copperheads yeah. or like rattlers. Like, we have, you know, yeah, rattlers out here. And, uh, yeah. I mean, they're... Yeah, it's just like, you know, you, you don't want to deal with, like, poisonous snakes like that. It just, like, sucks. Yeah. That just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know we're getting close to the end because we're, we're just about at the half hour mark. So question for you, I try and get a, not really a recipe, but a good idea for a recipe for most people that I have on here. If, if you came to Georgia today and said, I need you to cook for me, what would you want me to cook? Oh, you know what you just said? A brisket, the brisket with some sort of like, I don't know, brown sugar kind of like, you know. I've, I've got what a bourbon I, brown sugar glaze that I do for them. It's great. I love dude, cooking with bourbon. Insane. I love cooked brisket, number one, and that, that number two, that would be it right there. Yeah. As a matter of fact, on, on the bourbon front, you know, I saw where a friend of yours, Walton Goggins, has the Mulholland Distillery now. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think they're actually able to sell in Georgia now, so I'm looking forward to finding that and trying it out. Oh, good. All of that. Oh, good, 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 good. Because, you know, he grew up down there, mostly in Georgia. So uh, that would be pretty awesome, man, if you got it down there. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. Southern boy. Yeah, and Southern hey, Walt Goggins Jr. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm easy to sponsor. I'd probably have it on the show every time for a case. But <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> one, I'll, I'll tell him. I'll, I'll let him know. I'll definitely let him know. Hell yeah. My God. I've known Walton since like right after Blade, I shot Major League Three, mm-hmm. and he and I were in that, and then we became well, like, we're roommates. Like we rented a house on Folly Beach in South Carolina for about three months, and then uh, became best friends after that. And then we ended up getting the Shield together, and had no idea until the first day of shooting, and uh, and that worked out pretty brilliantly. So he's always been like you know one of my one of my be- best friends, you know, for a long time. Yeah, well, very. He's cool. a good. He's a good, he is a good, good man. Good man. Outstanding. <laughs> oh man. I, I, I could talk to you for hours, but I know you got, you got a lot of time constraints today and I can dig it. Um, Thank you, you. you know, you're oh, welcome on here anytime. I don't care when it okay. takes me two minutes to set up. <laughs> okay, brother. It was a pleasure being on. I appreciate you having me come on. Hey, I appreciate it a bunch, brother. You take them easy. Okay. You keep doing your thing, man. And, uh, stay in touch. All right.